Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Calvin Brown of Christ with Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. God's kingdom, amen, is manifested through Jesus Christ, amen. The manifestation of Jesus manifests the glory of God, the express presence of the Lord, the express image of the Lord and the manifestation of Jesus also destroys the Bible says the works of the devil amen so it's so important for Jesus to be manifested in his earth realm amen as we walk by faith as, as we walk by spiritual sight as we walk by God's wisdom knowledge and understanding we began to see and we began to to know God amen and so Tonight I wanted to deal a little bit with the, the offerings that God requires. No, no, I'm not I'm talking about monies and, and stuff, even though that it can be an offering. The Bible says to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service or worship. Amen. So a lot of issues that people experience in life is because there are offerings that they are not willing to give to God. There are sacrifices that they are not willing to give to God. If you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, there is no offering or sacrifice which is required by the Lord that you would not be willing to offer. Amen. So since the beginning of creation... Amen. God has always dealt with man and given man an opportunity to worship him, to sacrifice unto him, to, to offer unto the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that we give the sacrifice of praise. Amen. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks. Amen. In the, the beginning of creation, amen, that Cain and Abel, they, they offered offerings unto the Lord. Abel's was accepted. Cain's was not accepted because of what was in his heart. In other words, the devil had been speaking to Cain. And for Cain to offer unto the Lord, he would have to deal with what was in his heart first for that offering, for that offering to be, to be accepted. Amen. So in um, St. John chapter 4, St. John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. St. John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. This is Jesus speaking with the Samaritan woman at the well. He says, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. 
God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So God says that I'm looking for, I'm seeking true worshipers, amen, that will worship me in spirit and in truth. Because God says, I am spirit, amen. And so your spirit, your heart, amen, is how you tune in to God, amen. And as you worship the Lord, it shows what's in your heart. Your worship, amen, will show what's in your heart. So you, you're not worshiping the Lord religiously. You're worshiping the Lord to know him, amen, to get a, a fuller revelation of the Lord. And as you give of yourself, the Lord will shine on you. He will manifest himself to you. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And so you will get a full revelation of the Lord as you worship him. But your worship must be true. Amen. You must be a true worshiper. Amen. According to the truth, according to God's word, and according to God's spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of, of truth. Amen. And so man is called to worship. Amen. That is before the law, amen, we know Cain and Abel, Job worshiped the Lord, sacrificed unto the Lord, amen, before the law came. You know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they, they worshiped the Lord, amen. And so God was able to reveal himself to them as they worshiped, amen. The Bible says that that Abraham, that he gave glory to God, amen, at the promise, amen, that God would make him a father of many nations and that, that he would father a child in his, in his old age, amen. He gave glory to God at that, um, the acknowledgement of that truth. In Mark chapter 16, the book of Mark chapter 16, amen. Verses 15 through 18, Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. So this is called the Great Commission. And he, Jesus, said to them, the disciples... Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. These signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out devils, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them, and they will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So the signs, there are signs that follow those who believe the gospel. If you believe the gospel, you'll be saved, amen, and, and baptized, amen, into Christ. You will be baptized. Water baptism is a sign, or it shows that you're baptized into the body of Christ, that you are discerning 
the Lord's body, that you identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, that you're raised to walk in newness of life. Your old life has passed, has passed away. Amen. So there are signs that you're believing the gospel. Amen. It says that in the name of Jesus, you will cast out devils. Amen. And so you need to understand that you're called to cast out devils. Amen. Why? Because this is the example that God gave. Amen. When iniquity was found in Lucifer, he was cast out of heaven. Amen. And he landed upon the earth. God gave Adam instructions to guard the garden and to cast out anything that is not lined up with righteousness. Amen. To keep the, the paradise in divine order. To have dominion and authority. To keep it righteous. To keep it blessed. Amen. And so that Adam was supposed to cast Satan out of the garden. Amen. And so Adam failed in that. Amen. So what I want you to understand is that a lot of people do not like to hear about the devil. A lot of people don't want to deal with the devil. A lot of people don't want to acknowledge uh, any truth concerning the devil. They, they want to live in denial. They want to live in this earth. But they want to deny the fact that God says cast the devil out. So God says cast the devil out of individuals. Amen. Cast the devil out of your family. Amen. Adam was supposed to cast it out of the garden of Eden and out of paradise. Amen. So that is one of the signs, amen, that you're believing the gospel. The first sign, he says, is to cast out devils. So, so you would have to acknowledge that there is devils, there are devils and demons which are trying to disrupt God's divine order or the blessed state that God gave man. Amen. And so people want God to do everything, but we will see that your job is to believe God. God will back you up. These signs shall follow them that believe. And they went about everywhere preaching the gospel, God bearing witness, amen, confirming the word with signs following, the Bible says, amen. So, People don't want to be involved. Amen. And so the devil is taking advantage of people because they are unwilling to exhibit the sign that they believe the gospel, that they are supposed to cast the devil out. Amen. You, you can cast the devil out of yourself. The Bible says that perfect love Amen. Cast out fear. Amen. They that fear have not been made perfect in love. Amen. So you can be aware that the devil is trying to manifest in the form of fear 
And because you are aware of the love of God and you trust the love of God, that God will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. The, the Bible, it declares that I've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall harm you. Amen. And so your job, the, the first sign is to cast the devil out. Amen. Cast the devil out of yourself. Cast the devil out of your family. Cast the devil out of individuals. Amen. Cast the devil out of organizations and groups. Cast the devil out of the church. Amen. So it's not just one person. This is what I want you to understand. It's not just one person that God has commanded as part of your worship unto the Lord is to believe God and love God with everything. That means that you are against the message of the devil, the acts of the devil. Jesus loved righteousness, the Bible says, and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, his God, has anointed him with the oil of gladness above his fellows. Amen. So the anointing works to bring righteousness and to get rid of unrighteousness. So you would have to cast out the devil. You would have to deal with it. You would have to preach it. You would have to build people's faith up. Amen. You would have to have understanding, amen, that from the beginning, amen, that that God said to cast the devil out. Well, let's, let's look at some of these. He says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak. If you believe the gospel, you will speak in new tongues. That's to be filled the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You will take up serpents. What is that talking about? That God commanded Moses to throw his staff down. It became a serpent. To pick it up by the tail, it became a staff again. Exercising that God has power over the devil. God is not afraid of the devil, and he does not want you to be afraid of the devil. So that was one of the signs that God had given Moses, amen, that he had sent him. That he was not afraid to exhibit that God had power over the devil. Therefore, he had power over the devil and also to show that the devil is behind evil the devil is behind wicked works as he contended amen with pharaoh and those sorcerers amen and in pharaoh's court johnness and jamborees and and exercises that god had power over that that the devil is no match for god amen and that the devil was behind what the sorcerers were, were doing. Amen. That the devil was behind wickedness. The devil is behind wicked works. Amen. False signs and wonders. Amen. And so that is one of the signs. You will take up serpents. And if you drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. That means whether it is accidentally. Amen. And in this modern time, amen, many, uh, there are those who try to poison folk, 
Amen. And so God knew that. And so he's given this promise as a sign. If you drink anything deadly, it will by no means harm you, no means hurt you. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So a sign that you believe the gospel is a willingness to lay hands on the sick in faith or by faith. And God promises that they will recover according to, to faith. Amen. We can even pray the, the, the prayer of faith. We can anoint with oil that the Lord is the healer. But here again in this earth realm, God is looking for someone who will believe him. And those things that seem to be foolish Amen. That a lot of people are not willing to do would in fact be an offering unto the Lord to show that you love the Lord more than anyone in anything. Amen. And so that is part of your inheritance. Everything that God has named here is 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 part of your inheritance. Amen. So you're supposed to, and I'm emphasizing this, cast out devils from individuals from your family, from circumstances, whatever is ordered by the Lord, you're supposed to cast the devil out so it will stay in God's divine order. Amen. You're supposed to cast the devil out or off of your inheritance. Everybody talks about prosperity. Amen. Everybody talks about God's favor. I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen. And yet I'm going to show you a thing. Amen. Even looking in partly in the Old Testament. Amen. I will show you that if you do not regard the Lord. Amen. If you do not honor the Lord in everything, the devil tries to take God's place in any area that you do not that you do not honor the Lord. What do we do? We're getting people ready. The Bible says heaven must retain Jesus until the restoration of all things. This is part of your inheritance that God has given. But how many people are casting out devils? How many people are speaking with new tongues? How many people, even those who speak with new tongues, are you ashamed Amen. To speak with new tongues. Amen. How many people lay hands on the sick to see them recover? How many people look to other avenues besides the Lord? Amen. And so that was the issue. Amen. That when Elijah had that confrontation on Mount Carmel, the people of God were serving Baal, and yet they said God was their God. And so Elijah says, why stand you halt between two opinions? If Baal is God, then serve him. But if God is God, then serve him. And so now we see the crux of the matter. There are those who are serving Baal instead of serving the Lord, though you name the name of Jesus. You name the name of the Lord, but you are serving, you're serving Baal. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 
You say, that is a little strong. I'll, I'll show you the word of God because you have to have understanding. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That if you, if you love the Lord, everything that God says makes sense. If you're unwilling to love the Lord with everything, then you'll have reservations. You'll have offerings that you will not give. <laughs> Amen. You'll have sacrifices that you will not give. The Bible says that we're supposed to sing unto the Lord a new song. <laughs> Amen. That means that you're supposed to be so joined with the Holy Spirit that you're supposed to have a fresh song of the Spirit as you praise the Lord. In other words, that a, a heavenly song, the Bible says, let the high praises of God be in your mouth and the two-edged sword in your hand. Amen. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Why? Because you can be exhausted. You can have, not have, Lord, what is it? The, the perspective to praise the Lord. Amen. God says, just, just be willing. I will give you, I will give you a new song to praise me that will please me. Amen. That there are areas that you need to go. There are areas, there are places that you need to cross over. Amen. The Bible says that Abraham was first to be called a Hebrew. That means he, he crossed over. Amen. You are an earthly person, but God wants you to be a spiritual person. God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. God is looking for true worshipers, those who will cross over to receive from the Lord. Now, I'm fixing to say something that you may disagree with. Amen. I just said receive from the Lord. Everything that God gives you is his. <laughs> Everything that God gives you is actually his. <laughs> that you're supposed to worship him with it and it will be accepted. <laughs> so what you have, amen, belongs to God and even you belong to God. <laughs> and so the secret to pleasing God is to Render unto the Lord the things that are the Lord's. Amen. And so everything that you have, your voice, your body, amen, your, your faculties, amen, your, your finances, they belong to God. Amen. So the way covenant works with the Lord is this. He, he gives you himself so you never lose anything. Did you catch that? The Lord gives you himself. So you never lose anything. Therefore, if you give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. So you can give God everything. Amen. Because God will give you himself for what you have, for what you have given. Amen. 
2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, not, this is the Apostle Paul, that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, uh, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So Paul says that it is God who made him and, and, and those ministers to be sufficient ministers. Amen. That it was the Lord and that they are ministers of the spirit in the new covenant. Amen. So we speak of old covenant, old testament. We speak of new covenant. We speak of new testament. And so the new covenant, the new testament the ministers minister by the spirit, not the letter. You know, it was referring to the law that the letter killeth, but the spirit, the spirit giveth life. And so we minister of the spirit. We minister by, by the spirit in the new covenant. Amen. And so there is a dispensation of grace. There is a dispensation of revelation that is revealed by the glory. In other words, we speak of Old Testament and New Testament. That which is in the Old Testament, if you would see it according to the glory, you could get the blessing out of the Old Testament who is pointing to the New Testament. Amen. It is pointing to Jesus. But the Old Testament is also the word of God. So the glory, you speak of the glory, you speak of the spirit of God. You, you, you have to see Jesus according to the glory in the Old Testament. The Old Testament would benefit you just as much as the New Testament. Though we're talking about covenant, the Bible says that we have a greater covenant based on better promises in the New Testament. And yet in the Old Testament, they did not know what the Lord was talking about, so to speak, until they began to see it through the glory. So we, through the glory, we see the preciousness of Jesus, the manifestation of Jesus in the Old Testament. That's what Jesus did on the road to Emmaus. He, he walked and talked with two disciples and he showed them where he was in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is the law and the prophets. Amen. The law and the prophets. And so Jesus showed himself. So if Jesus showed himself to those disciples teaching out of the Old Testament, then he was showing them according to the truth. He was showing them according to the glory. Amen. It says, but the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So in the spirit, amen, and in the truth is how you worship the Lord. Not just in the New Testament, but in the revelations 
from the Old Testament. I'll, I'll show you that in the word of God. That everything that God warned man about in the Old Testament, you see it also in the New Testament. Amen. Everything that God talked about in the Old Testament, such as warfare and all those things and God being with man. Amen. As, and, and giving man the victory giving his people the victory in warfare, we see those things in the New Testament. Amen. The, 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 we wrestle not against flesh and blood, the Bible says, but against principalities and powers, spiritual hosts of wickedness. So, so when you're reading in the Old Testament about warfare, if you can see according to the glory, you can learn things about warfare that can help you in the New Testament. Amen. You can learn things about sacrifice and offerings in the Old Testament that will help you in the New Testament. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Let's go down to verse 13, verses 13 through 16. It says, unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were blinded, for until this day the same veil remains unlifted at the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on the heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Amen. So even today, um, Paul says that when people read the Old Testament, for many there is a veil. And so because the veil is there, and he compared it to the veil that was on the face of Moses, that they could not stand to look at the face of Moses because of the glory. Amen. That was upon his, his face. And even though that was in the Old Testament, it spoke of a greater glory. Amen. Moses, type of Jesus. And the glory upon his face that you would have to see the face of Jesus without a veil. Amen. The Bible says that when Jesus was upon the cross, he said, it is finished. The veil of the temple was torn into from top to bottom. Amen. And so now we have access to God without a veil. Yet the Bible says there is a veil upon many of God's people. They even don't even want to read the Old Testament. Amen. They say we're, we're under a different dispensation. We're under grace. And they miss out on the glory that God intended for them. Because the Bible says you're supposed to be able to read it, the Old Testament without a veil. Amen. So many have lived for years with a veil, not seeing Christ in the Old Testament, not understanding the Old Testament or the glory which was intended. Amen. To the, the revelation of the glory. Amen. So your inheritance is the Lord's inheritance. I've mentioned that. Amen. And in other words, God is blessed when you receive from him. That's, that's how God is blessed. Your inheritance is God's inheritance. 
Amen. It blesses the Lord. Amen. And you are the Lord's inheritance. Amen. So you belong to God. And what he has given to you by promise, amen, by the blood of Jesus and by the word of God. Now, God has given you an inheritance by promise, amen. And so you are to receive that inheritance and you're supposed to get the devil off of your inheritance. You're supposed to get the devil off of you, amen. You're supposed to get the devil off of your children. The Bible says that, that children are the heritage of the Lord. Then it goes on to say that they are like arrows in the quiver. Blessed is the man that has many in his quiver. Amen. So the father has many in his quiver, but the Bible says they belong to God. Did you catch that? That your children belong to God. How are you going to take care of your children? Your children belong to God. So God gave you children. Amen. You give them back to God. Amen. So now they are his inheritance. Now God is obligated to bless his inheritance. Now, again, your, your promises from God, you got to get the devil off of your promises. Your promised land, you got to get the devil off of your promised land. Your inheritance, you got to get the devil. You got to cast the devil out off of your, off of your promised land. Amen. It is I'm remembering something that the Lord was, was telling me about that. He says that there must be a brokenness unto the Lord. So your, your worship is to be broken, not to esteem any other God above God. Why? Because your children, for instance, the devil wants your children. Amen. And so we speak of the spirit of the world pulling at your children. What is that? That is the devil trying to get you and your children to regard idols, okay, other gods, instead of him. To love the spirit of the world. To give your children to the world. Amen. To give your children to computers and, and video games, which pull them away. To put them in educational systems, which pulls them away, draws them away from the Lord. Now, you meant well, but that is idol worship because you're putting something above the Lord. Amen. And so God, that's the Old Testament. God deals with this, this idol worship. So you can learn something. If you could see according to the glory, you could learn something even in the Old Testament. Amen. Judges, the book of Judges, chapter 2. So what am I trying to say? I'm saying God's word is true. The Bible says that you're supposed to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth to be a true worshiper, to give the Lord worship. Yet there are those who deny 
certain truths because they regard something above the truth. And so that what they regard over the truth is an idol. Amen. So Judges chapter 2 verses 11 through 16. It says, Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. Out of the land of Egypt is like who saved them. The Egypt represents the world. So God saved their fathers. And their um, parents and grandparents and those before God had saved them. And they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them. And they bowed down to them and they provoked the Lord to anger. So when you move into those other areas that God said that they served the gods of those pagan areas. So if you go to a pagan university, amen, and you begin, God warned, he says, now, when you go into the promised land, you're going to be around folk that are not God-fearing, that you're supposed to cast them out Cast them out off of your inheritance. Don't marry their daughters. Don't give your sons to their daughters. Don't give your daughters to their sons. Don't learn their ways. Don't learn their gods. Do not bow before their gods. Verse 13, and they forsook the Lord and served Baal and the Ashtoreths. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. So he delivered them into the hands of plunderers who despoiled them and sold them into the hands of their enemies all around so they, they could no longer stand before their enemies. Wherever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for calamity. As the Lord had said and as the Lord had sworn to them and they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges who delivered them out of the hand of those who plundered them. So the judge, a deliverer, God would raise up a deliverer who knew his word. In other words, that they, they acted in accordance to righteousness. Amen. Taught the people righteousness and delivered them from captivity. Amen. So the people would forget they did not know that there was a connection between them being um, in captivity to the enemy and forsaking the Lord, not honoring the Lord. Anytime you don't honor the Lord first, something else will take the Lord's place. This is this is called this is called an idol. Amen. So they could not see that connection that they were serving. Idols, Amen. And so the Bible says that they bow down to Baal. Baal means Lord or master. Amen. So you see the devil is trying to rule over God's people uh, with a hand of iron. In other words, the devil is not loving like the Lord. So he's, he's ruling over the people. He is saying that he is their Lord that he is their master. Amen. So 
it says they serve the Baals and the Ashtoreth. Now, this is very interesting. Ashtoreth was so-called a female goddess. And the Ashtoreth was always by the Baal. Amen. And so, Ashtoreth means she who enriches. <laughs> I want you to see. So Ashtoreth was the hook <laughs> to get them under Baal. Now, they, they both are false gods, and the Bible says devils are behind every idol. But the Ashtoreth was always by the Baal. She who enriches, she who provides pleasure. In other words, a lifestyle of pleasure, being enriched and having pleasure, amen. But it is, it is not coming from the Lord. The Bible says in his presence, God's presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand is pleasures forevermore. And so what am I trying to say? I, I'm, I'm belaboring the point to show you that people's desire for riches and pleasure was the hook that would get them under Baal, amen, and to forsake the Lord. Now, is that simply something in the Old Testament or through the glory, can we see how that applies today? Amen. He who sows among the thorns, amen. The Bible says that the desire for money, pleasure, and riches, amen, and other things, it chokes the word and causes it to become unfruitful, amen. So what am I trying to do? I'm trying to get people to acknowledge that there is a devil. I'm trying to get you to acknowledge that we're not ignorant of Satan's ways, his devices. We're not ignorant of Satan's devices. So here's one. Where do you think those devils went? The devils associated with Asterisk and Baal. Did you think that poof, they disappeared in the New Testament? Amen. Or do you think that seducing spirits, amen, said that Asterisk is, is the female. Somebody says spirits need a male nor female. But this, the, the people saw Asterisk as a female goddess. Amen. That seducing spirit. Amen. To seduce you as you have that desire for, for money to be enriched and for pleasure. You did not know that you came under the spirit of the world. You came under mammon. That your heart is not tied to God. Is not one with the Lord. Amen. And so in the book of Judges, God would raise up deliverers. Amen. God would raise up leaders. And I heard the Lord says that people come under the spirit of the world when leaders do not belong to God. And perpetual, perpetuated by leadership who do not know the Lord. We see it now that, you know, You've been, <laughs> been on the path of having leadership that don't know the Lord. Even though there is a revival, there is 
and awakening. And you see the result of that. You see Antichrist spirit. You see Baal trying to take over. You see that the, the, the government trying to control people. Amen. And so God would raise up leadership. Amen. That was a type of Jesus. Jesus means savior. Jesus means deliverer. So the spirit of God that would come upon his deliverers is the same spirit of Christ. Amen. To deliver. Amen. And so you can see that in the Old Testament. You can see the types of Jesus in, in the Old Testament. Amen. In Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. I'm going to try to speed it up. Verses 1 through 4. It says, Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because the Midianites, the children of Israel, made for themselves dens, the caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. So it was whenever Israel had sown, the Midianites would come up. Also the Amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them and they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox or donkey. So when the harvest was ready, the enemy would destroy the harvest. Amen. And so the people cry out to God. Yet God had already told them what would happen if they served other gods, if they gave themselves to the people of that land, what would happen to them? So their instructions for the promised land was to dispossess the enemy. God says, I am with you. I will drive them out. Amen. So the, the power to drive out the devil is God, but the, 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 the power behind you being able to drive them out is to have no other God before him. Did you get that? Amen. The power behind driving out the devil is God, but you cannot have another God that you're honoring above the Lord. Amen. Amen. So God does not want you captive, but he wants you to know how, how to get free. Amen. And then verses, same chapter, verses 11 through 16. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abiezrite, while, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? In other words, again, the, he, he does not see the connection between captivity. <laughs> this, this, uh, also, this captivity, the enemy did not have to take people 
and lead them off into prison or jail. Their captivity was that they were weaker or they showed themselves weaker than the enemy and they were not to fight, able to fight off the enemy. So, so Gideon says, if God is with us, then why has all this happened to us? And where are his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? And now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours. So he's delivering the anointing to deliver. And you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So that's the key for God to send that minister, for God to send that one, and then he would have the Lord with him in that anointing. And so he said to him, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. So you know what happened, amen, that, that God tested. He raised up a whole army, and God tested that army. He says, it's too many. And so God would reduce them from um, um, 30,000 to 20,000 to 10,000 to 300, amen. And so with 300, God was able to deliver Israel, amen. But the problem was that they had gone into captivity because of idol worship, that they had forsaken the Lord. Now, for the sake of time, turn to verse chapter 6, verse 25 through 32. Now, it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years old, and tear down the altar of Baal that your father has and cut down the wooden image that is beside it and build an altar to the Lord your God on the top of this rock in the proper arrangement and take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the image which you shall cut down. So there's a lot there and I got more to read, but I want you to see that. So it's the altar of Baal, but it's the image of Asherah. So God commanded him to get rid of the altar, tear down the altar of Baal and the image of Asherah. <laughs> so the altar is where you do the sacrifice. He says to use the wood from Asherah to burn it up. Amen. <laughs> And to offer an altar to the Lord. So, an offering unto the Lord. So, get rid of one altar, that, that which is of Baal, and make an altar to God. And get rid of one image, amen, and receive the image which is of the Lord. We know the image, what I've been preaching about, is seen in the face of Jesus, God Hallelujah, is seen in the face of Jesus. Jesus is the express image of the Father. You have to see Jesus in his face to be able to see the Father. Amen. And so, uh, verse 27, 
So Gideon took ten men from among his servants and did as the Lord had said to him, because he feared his father's household and the men of the city too much to do it by day, he did it by night. And when the men of the city arose early in the morning, there was the altar of Baal torn down and the wooden image that was beside it was cut down and the second bull was being offered on the altar which had been built. And so they said to one another, who has done this thing? So they are under a spell. <laughs> they are under the spirit of the world that when the altar of Baal is torn down and the image is torn down, their affection is for Baal, not God. Their affection is for Aster. Altar means your affection where you offer offerings unto the Lord. Amen. You know, your, your heart is an altar unto the Lord, a place of sacrifice. They said, who did this? <laughs> and when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. Then the men of the city said to Joash, bring out your son that he may die because he has torn down the altar of Baal and because he has cut down the wooden image that was beside it. But Joash said to all who stood against him, would you plead for Baal? Would you save him? Let the one who would plead for him be put to death by mourning. If he is a god, let him plead for himself because his altar has been torn down. Therefore, on that day, they called him Jerubbaal. Let Baal plead against him because he has torn down his, his altar. So the, that Gideon's father was showing that Baal was no god. Even though this was Joash, his father, even though it was his Baal, that Gideon, in effect, has saved his household. That he's turned their, his thinking. Amen. Now he is a defender, amen, of God against Baal and against Ashtoreth. Amen. And so I want you to see that before God could bring a deliverance, amen, this is what I want you to see. Before God wrought a deliverance, that great deliverance with 300, they first had to tear down the altar of Baal and the image of Ashtoreth. Amen. Amen. So, ay, ay, Holy Ghost. We want our family saved. We want the devil out of the church. The altar is a place of affection. Amen. So the altar bell, before God worked that mighty work, it was required to tear down the altar of Baal and the image of Ashtoreth, that hook, amen. She who enriches, amen. She who brings pleasure, amen. Boy, I wish I had time to teach this thing, amen. Because we want the devil out. God has always said, I've given you the victory, I'm with you. Now cast the devil out, amen. And you did not know that you had affection for other things. What do I mean? If God be God, amen, then serve God. If God be healer, then let the Lord heal you. Oh my, I haven't touched something. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. It's in accordance to how you know the Lord, amen. If you know him intimately as healer, you would not 
build another altar, amen, to something to get your healing. Yes. I know this is rough, but this is, this is preparation. Amen. So God, amen, sends Jesus or sent Jesus, the Savior, the Deliverer. Amen. Who hath believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity. Chastisement for our peace is upon him by stripes. We are healed. Amen. We, we are healed. The Bible says, Jesus, Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Amen. To set at liberty those that are bruised. Amen. To, to open blind eyes, to set the captives free. Amen. That anointing is the anointing of deliverance that is a part of the gospel. Amen. The gospel is for you to be delivered. Amen. Amen. Not just saved to get to heaven, but now you got to deal with the devil. Amen. Everything you have belongs to God. God is blessed when you receive. So the Lord has empowered you to get the devil off of your inheritance. These signs. If you, if you believe, amen, you cast out devils. Amen. If you believe, you'll take up serpents. Amen. If, if you believe, amen, you'll speak with new tongues. If, if you believe, you will lay hands on the sick and see them recovered. Amen. And so the casting out of the Midianites, uh, you see the connection that they were, the children of Israel were oppressed under the enemy. Amen. And so they cried out to God. Amen. God raised up a deliverer type of Jesus to cast that devil out. <laughs> Amen. But first, they had to get rid of their devotion to the, the wicked spirit that had them bound. <laughs> Amen. And so they had to destroy that altar, not just destroy the altar of Baal, and to tear down the image of Asherah. They had to build another altar to the Lord. They, they had to arrange it. It's the same thing that Elijah did, amen, on Mount Carmel, amen. God's altar was neglected. He had to rebuild that altar before he could offer a sacrifice, amen. And God answered by fire, amen. The Bible says that we are, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll turn there because I don't want to miss anything. Second Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 6. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not fleshly, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds, the casting down of arguments. King James says imaginations. I like that. The casting down of imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. This is what we're talking about now. 
The devil comes to the mind. The devil wants you to regard things in your mind so that they'll get a hold of your heart. Amen. The casting down of imaginations. Imaginations is where we get the word image. You look at an image and you get an imagination, a picture. Amen. So the devil uses a false image capture to capture your imagination. Amen. And that those high things, what is regarded, amen. For instance, education is a, is a high thing. He can use education. Medicine is a high thing. He can use medicine to capture your imagination, amen. And so the Bible says that we are supposed to, um, our warfare is not called mighty through God to the pulling down of those strongholds, the casting down of imaginations, and every high thing which exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's what we're talking about, Baal and Ashtoreth. Amen. It says, and to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, to the obedience of the word, to the obedience of Christ. And when we do that, we are ready to punish all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Amen. And so the church lacks power. I mean, the, the, the church is very good at giving motivational talks and, and speeches. Amen. But they avoid the display of power to set the captives free. Many, amen, are because they're idols in the church. That, many churches, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen it. There are images, carvings, pictures <laughs> in the church which captures people's imagination to keep them from being delivered by the power of God. <laughs> Amen. There are those who preach and teach for you to have devotion to other things that are not God, that they can say just as well as God. Amen. And so we come against it. We refute that. We, we speak the word of God to set the captives free. So Father God, we thank you for that word. We thank you for the revelation, amen, of that word in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.